Is everybody ready? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. It's The Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Want to remind you about our friends at Action Plumbing. Call Action Plumbing and get your preseason furnace tune-up and safety check for just 33 bucks. Call 801-833-3333 at Action Plumbing. We're going to talk to Christian Cox coming up here momentarily. But today, Gordon, we're broadcasting live from a shuttle right here in the parking lot at Diamond Airport Parking. First time in my career I've done a show from a parking lot airport shuttle. You got me there. It's my first, too. It's quite comfy. It's very nice. You look very relaxed over there. I could see my, my next ride to the airport being quite pleasant, sitting right <laughs> right where I am right here. Okay. Not bad. I'm, I'm not sure you're going to get off at the uh, airport. You may just stay on the show. Just do some loops. I'm, hey, guys, here at Diamond, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm actually three hours early. <laughs> For my flight, I just thought we'd do we'd do some laps here and back, and I'm just gonna you know make myself comfort comfortable and meet some nice people. We do have a table set up here. We have uh, beverages to drink, and we have uh, stuff to give away. I, I don't. Are you planning on bringing all that along with you? Uh, sure. Why not? They have complimentary bottled water. Throw yeah, that out do. there. Mm-hmm. And of course, they're the only uh, parking lot in Utah, uh, airport parking lot that does valet service. You can get your cars taken care of. They're uh, they're great out here at Diamond Airport parking. I eighty Redwood Road. They've been here forever. You know where it is. Let them take care of you this holiday season. Uh, stay four nights. Uh, you get one free. It's hard to miss. It's hard to miss with a big old sign right there. It is a, a giant sign. And it literally is right off uh, 80 in Redwood. We don't Road. need to give anyone instructions or directions they know on where how to get is. here. Oh, you can't miss it. And we do have jazz gear to give away for you. We have some shirts. Uh, we have we, a couple of beanies left. So uh, we would advise you to uh, get down here and uh, check it out. We've got Diamond. the desk ornaments, too. Those are really, really cool. What? Those, are, those usually fly off the shelf. So come, come and get it. All right, we're uh, we're hoping to talk to Christian Cox, uh, but we got word that he did not answer. What's what? So uh, if you know Christian, text him now and inform him that we are just going to badmouth him for the next twenty minutes, unless he uh, starts picking up the phone. Let's uh, start telling. Uh, let's start uh, handing out damaging information about Christian. Hey, how about this? Uh, for every, what do you want to say, two minutes that goes by, we'll give out a digit of his actual phone number. <laughs> Probably not. Not in order. Uh, uh, <laughs> oh, great. Oh, I'd say it in order. Oh. He needs to, to hop two. All right, first letter, pay. or first number, eight. Is it eight, can, can, yeah, we, exactly. can we find, can we f- start finding people? You're the godfather, man. You can do whatever you want. All right. I have no problem with finding. You're going to start finding Christian? Yeah, a buck a minute. A dollar a minute mm-hmm. for not answering the phone? Yep. Boy, seriously, if you, if you know Christian out there, get in his ear. He's he's costing himself money by not picking up the telephone. Awesome. Remember when I used to find people left and right? I think you were about 500 bucks in the hole, weren't you? No, you were like 500,000. <laughs> I was finding myself. Uh-huh. Did you ever yeah. pay up on that? Who would you actually pay that to? It was for, uh, it was for, it was for a good cause. If we, uh, if actually, we, I think it was for a party <laughs> for us. <laughs> let's do that. 
I agree. Let's do that. Because if I'm going to get fined, I might as well be paying for a party for myself. Well, I paid for two parties for the station. And, but, you know. You did. You were very generous. <laughs> Food was great. <laughs> when I ordered it, I thought I was going to be reimbursed for it. So I wasn't. So you went all out. <laughs> you shot the moon, huh? <laughs> Oh, well, man. we don't need to. Uh, we don't need to dwell on that person. It would be. It would be a lot more magnanimous of me had I known that I was going to foot the bill and still went all out. True. <laughs> we going to do a Monson Holiday Station party I don't know. this year? Should we? I I always enjoy it. <laughs> okay, I'll think about it. The food's always great. Well, the company's great too. I the, mean, it's so the fun. The company is good. It's, it's fun to get together with all the guys and all the women who uh, work at uh, the station. And, and you get to know people that you don't know their names otherwise, but you get to fake it for one night at least. Fake it? I'm not true. What's fake Kyle's real name? Lumby. That's his nickname. Well, that's what I call him. First Is two it? Christmas yeah, parties, Gordon thought Alex. I was the caterer. Did you really think Austin was the no, caterer? he's making stuff up. Austin had a funny thing uh, out there today, uh, tweeting about why he's never been on a cruise, because it was some video of, you know, these giant waves hitting somebody in the open sea or whatever, and Austin's like, this is why I don't go on a cruise, and his, his explanation was, I know the uh, odds of this happening are low, but it's me. That's basically what he said, and you know what? <laughs> With Austin's Austin's bad luck, yes, Austin, you're you're I, totally right. That is that is great judgment on your part. Yeah, that man. whole that whole time, I was thinking, what a moron! Until you said that last thing, and then I said, mm, good point. I mean, yeah. all the random uh, bad uh, stuff that has to happens to Austin, and of course, we're talking about bad luck, not down on your luck. We're talking about you know. Random now, things that Austin, right. Austin, home runs hitting his seat when he gets go, water. Go on a cruise in the Caribbean, and then you won't run It'll into snow. any icebergs or anything like that. You'll be fine. Typhoon hits Caribbean. <laughs> oh, uh, it, it, seriously, it, something will happen. Like This is why I've never gone to Hawaii. Not Also because I can't afford it. But I just know if I saved up my whole life to go on this paradise vacation, it would rain the whole time I'm there. <laughs> well, there is a chance. That that could happen, but there's no chance you're going to have, you know, you're not going to run into snow in a cruise in the Caribbean. Is that However, a challenge? You could, you could get like, what's that virus people get sometimes on cruises, Novo virus, or what's the one where it spreads like wildfire and you... I don't know, and like when the, the like the septic system backs up or whatever? Or just germs sometimes that are... Oh, I don't know, but you're making up. a cruise sound less and less appealing by the <laughs> oh, I mean, minute. It's I, just I, typhoid. No, no, it's not like that. It's just uh, it, wash your hands a lot and you'll be fine. You're uh, just going to be at sea with a horrible disease. Yeah, that sounds... <laughs> nowhere to escape. <laughs> that sounds terrific. No, you should do it, man. I've been on, I've been on a few cruises. Honk. <laughs> and had a fantastic Bonk. time each and every time. Mm-hmm. Uh, plowing the waters of the Mediterranean at one time and... Uh, numerous times in the Caribbean <laughs> and uh, a couple other places, but uh, this Austin, is a, a dish, in addition to when you winter in Hawaii. <laughs> Austin, you should do it, really. Okay, yeah. What the hey? I've got eight grand laying around. No, no, no. You can get good deals, man. 
Jake and I'll to go uh, to we'll see. Usually have to and, sign up for that, not pay no, for it. No, 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 man. You, you have to enlist. You, if yes. you get if you get an inside cabin, you probably could go for less than five hundred bucks. Isn't the inside cabin like the <laughs> worst place you could be outside of the water Wait, closet? And and if we're talking about less than five hundred bucks, we're talking about the like spring break ship, right? <laughs> <laughs> No, the SS we're talking Mono. about the the one that barely floats. <laughs> Austin, I got I got some connection for no you. No life jackets uh, on board, just water wings for everybody. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna hook you up, and uh, there and you can get a balcony cabin and have a terrific time. I'm not going, man. I'm sorry. Ignore the 20 year old vomiting <laughs> off the side of the deck or whatever they call it. There are so many things that could go wrong with Austin's luck, really. You know? See, that's what I'm saying. Limited. Maybe a cruise isn't such a great idea. I think I think you'd be fine. Let's try a weekend in Park City without any interruptions, huh? <laughs> I agree. We'll go yeah. from there. No, Let's no. start small. I, I hereby pledge I hereby pledge a hundred dollars to get Austin on a cruise. A hundred bucks. A hundred bucks. Do you want to pitch in too? Not really. If any of our listeners wants to, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I think we need this. I mean, think about the story. Think about the payoff later. No, I, I'm, I'm serious. If we, you know, if I pitched in to send Austin on a cruise and he got caught in a hurricane, I would feel terrible. Well, don't go during the hurricane season. Well, do you think that matters? <laughs> yes. Have you ever so heard that, of a water... What, you, think, you think the Poseidon adventure? <laughs> the ship's going to get knocked over by a big wave? And <laughs> Have you ever heard of a water spout? <laughs> going to hit directly on top of Austin's cabin or wherever he's staying. <laughs> no, no. I, I think we need to take It would on be one part. of those cruise ships that, that breaks down in the middle of the ocean. <laughs> and you're stranded out there for two weeks. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, I, I, the likelihood of that happening is less than 1%. So the so Utes have a better chance, a chance of getting into the college football playoff than you having any problems at sea. Like, significantly. But would that mean it doesn't happen to Austin? Do we have to reset the home run story? That had to be one in a million. <laughs> I, think it was, I think it's higher than that, truly. Oh, one in a zillion. Okay, okay, okay. Well, you know, at some point, his luck has to take a turn for the better. His neighbor, <laughs> while trying to back out of their garage, backed across the street, up the driveway, and into his garage door. <laughs> Who does that happen to? <laughs> Not many. Not many. But I think the cruise is okay. Austin, I am pledging my portion. Now, if anybody else wants to join me in this in this cause please do how high is christian's fine now how many minutes has it been well we've only given out one number so the second number is zero well when we're finding him a dollar a minute so that's got to be at least 10 bucks by yeah. now right yep well, so we'll we'll add that to the cruise. What if he doesn't <laughs> like call in this week? What if what if he doesn't answer? His, I mean, we're going to really find Christian like a grand. Uh, okay, so let's uh, let's uh, sort of lift the curtain up on on what we do around here. Austin, when you talk to Christian, uh, when did you talk with him? 
yesterday uh you know he's usually on mondays at four he couldn't do that because he was traveling because he's important and has a job outside of you know helping us cover utah football and so uh he said but i could do tomorrow at the same time i said book it we'll call you then and he said great and we called him then and he didn't answer so this was within 24 hours uh yes Hmm. what is christian's other gig male model (laughs) (laughs) clarinetist i believe yes no, he's he's uh, a fine clarinetist. I hope that's not Christian in that ambulance. It just went by. Jeez, <laughs> is he Casey Kasem? What are you doing? Just that's kidding. not funny. I'm just kidding around. That's tempting fate. <laughs> that is terrible. Oh man, what do you think Christian would have said about Utah football had he been on? <laughs> They're good. <laughs> Let me reiterate that, Christian. They are good. This team is one. I mean, it is one of the three best Utah teams I've ever seen play, and it's and it may be the best ever. You know what? Actually, let's let's combine conversations here for a second. We were talking about how BYU needed needs more, comma better players. Mm-hmm. This that's what Utah when they first got into the Pac-12, and I, I realized that first year was okay, but then they started going through the the four and eight seasons where if they were going to compete in the Pac-12. You know, Christian, for example, a Mountain West recruit, was a great football player. I'm not taking anything away from Christian, but they needed more Christians. Mm-hmm. They needed more depth. They needed more outstanding NFL caliber players. More Christians? What, are you uh, discriminating on religion? Uh, no. More Christians as in more players like Christian. Okay. That's a little clear. Is that... Is that better? More yeah. more players. Got something against Hinduism. More players uh, the, of the caliber of Christian Cox. I mean, they, they, Christian went to the NFL. You know, they needed more uh, of those type players. And now you you heard uh, PK at Witt's press conference ask him how many seniors on the defense, including Jalen Johnson, that he thought were going to go to the NFL. He said seven to eight. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. They have five going to the Senior Bowl. Which I think uh, is uh, quite the number. This team is talented. And if Utah were in the Mountain West, who thinks that they would be doing this? If Utah were an independent, who th- since we're blurring the lines here, who thinks they'd be doing what they're doing now? They I mean, as far as th- their talent level goes. They wouldn't. It, Utah getting into the Pac-12 may be the best thing that ever happened to that athletics department over there. It might be the best thing that happened to the school in general. Yeah. And then that sounds crazy, but I always point this out. You know, what is the Ivy League? It's an athletic conference, but it's it's the schools that you associate with. And, like, for example, the law school, uh, and since my wife is a graduate, we keep an eye on those law school ratings. Up and up and up and up. They've got a brand-new building up there. I mean, it's been good across the board for that university. And you're attributing that to Pac-12 membership? Absolutely, because now instead of, and I'm sorry for saying this, Sven, but now instead of being associated with Wyoming, you're associated with Cal Berkeley and Stanford. That's a big deal. So is that perception or is that reality as far as the quality of the school goes? Um, I believe Utah wants to make it a reality. I mean, but I don't they're know. not taking money that they've gotten from the Pac-12 membership, are they, and applying that to – are they keeping all of that within the department, or are they moving – is that actually financially helping 
the infrastructure and the quality of instruction at the school? Uh, we'd have to have one of their accountants on. I don't know that the answer to that for sure. I know they're keeping the majority of it within the athletic department, which they should. Um, well, they you spend over a million dollars in recruiting alone. <laughs> Tops in the right. Pac-12, but which it is, is which is which is what they should do. But your president of your university is associating with those Pac-12 schools. You know they they uh, they have an academic standard at the Pac-12 that you know Utah is striving to meet. You know they're trying to up their game across the board to be associated with these other schools, and that does have an impact. Uh, on academics and not to mention that it, there's a direct correlation when sports is good donors are good so let me ask you this question then it's a guess on your part had byu joined a p5 conference been invited to one and utah stayed in the mountain west would byu be mopping the floor with utah on an annual basis BYU is a little different because their recruiting is a little bit more restricted than Utah's. But, I mean, I would they be better? Probably. But it's not. See, with Utah, they can, they can get folks into school. That's actually their advantage in the Pac-12 as far as athletics goes. They'll get you in. Stanford might not be able to get you in. UCLA might not be able to get you in. Utah, they're going to get you in. Kalen Clay will get you in. Devontae Booker will get you in. Star Lotu Lale will get you in. I mean, they'll they'll get you into school. That's that's kind of their advantage, per se. But but BYU, I don't, that wouldn't be the case. You know what I mean? But membership is huge. It really is huge, and it's helped the Utes. And the Utes have taken care of their business as well in other ways. But being in that league has made a huge, huge difference for Utah football. I really believe that their team this year is one of the five best teams in the in the in the country and i i just don't believe that would be within their reach it might on occasion they in 2004 that was an awfully good team but it certainly wouldn't be at the level it's at now and kyle whittingham has done a terrific job with that program and they have got, and they've recruited well and they've they've got the depth they've got the top end talent there's just nothing not to like about what they're doing over there with that football program. By the way, my wife just sent me something because she's listening. Hello. Uh, that uh, Utah Law School is up to 21st amongst public law schools. It's pretty amazing. Yeah, for a long time. They were like 50th or so, weren't they? Hmm. Uh, Austin, do we have an update on uh, on Christian? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I just got a phone call, not in the studio on the, on the phone here, on my cell phone. And uh, I almost never answer my phone when I don't recognize a number, uh, but I almost always answer when I'm producing on air because, you know, I'm bored. So uh, I answered the, the call, and it was some guy named Scott, and he said he's a friend of Christian's, and he got my number from Christian. That's- Christian is stuck on a flight and can't join the show, but apparently can text Scott, but not text me. So, Well, first and foremost, shout out to Scott. Word. <laughs> Way to go. Thank you very much, Scott. We appreciate you. Also said he uh, likes the movie zone, so smart guy. Appreciate your help tracking down Christian. That's awful nice of you. So Christian's $18 fine should go to his friend. Okay. So $18, fine, and and that's Christian owes Scott $18. Mm -hmm. 
great solution, Gordon. Well done. You've really got your head on straight today. Shout it's out okay. to Scott. We still got to talk Utah football, and that's uh, that's that's always a good thing. And right we now. talked about Austin's bad luck, <laughs> which is always hilariously sad. And no backhoes <laughs> went through the studio while we were talking about right. it. Right. I know. You, you know what? When the renovation was going on. Um, at the at the arena, uh, there was a genuine fear when Austin and I were in the same room at the same time. I was really scared of. Like, I got a locked ball. in the bathroom. You did get locked in the bathroom. That did I, happen. have you had any bad luck in the last couple of days? Awesome. Yeah. Anything yeah. Bad yeah. 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 We we had some bad luck. Yeah, we've had, some, but we've had some great things happen in our lives too. Uh, I you know I'm I'm blessed, <laughs> but I'm also cursed, so it comes out even. Well, that's sometimes. Good. Sometimes it sometimes it comes out even. All right. We're live at Diamond Airport Parking. Come on by and see us right off I-80 on Redwood Road. Uh, park right and save, of course, with Diamond Airport Parking. Our good friend Jared joins us once again. And, uh, Jared, we, we're busting out a big deal for the holidays. We are. From the 26th to the 1st, we're offering uh, $6. Um, $6 parking on the weekend. And through... What was it, fifteen percent? Are we doing? Yeah, we're doing fifteen percent off still. Awesome, <laughs> man, man! That is that is really really bargain basement, isn't it? Six bucks? Yeah, I mean that's awesome. It can't be beat. <laughs> and plus, the service that you get with Diamond Airport parking is amazing. We talk about the complimentary uh, water, but I'll I'll tell you what, waiting for the bus at the airport sucks. Yeah, it, unless you really want to take a whole tour of the airport which i'm sure <laughs> everybody everything. wants to yeah i mean it is especially new. now where there's so much construction out right. there you know this these are the orange barrels to the left <laughs> lovely uh this is you can see a backhoe to the right uh, a crane that in, view. over yonder very lovely crane uh but no it's, it's direct it's easy and you guys have shuttles out there all the time all the time we try to be about eight minutes apart that way it minimizes the wait time and maximizes your vacation spend your time with the family and not with uh, us on the shuttle. <laughs> and you really can maximize your, your experience uh, no matter what you're looking to do. If you just want to sling into the lot and jump out and jump on the shuttle, you can do that. But you guys have the only airport uh, valet service in Utah. It's awesome. Absolutely. We take the pain out of parking. Do it. Uh, I-80 Redwood Road. We still have some jazz gear for you to give away, but take advantage of these deals. We appreciate you, Jared. You're the man. Hey, thank you. All right. We'll have more Big Show coming up right around the corner right here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Slow Mo Joe. The Joe Ingles Show with DJ and PK. Why do the guys celebrate like it's New Year's Eve every time you dunk? Because it happens once a year like New Year's Eve. <laughs> I mean, you're 6'8". What's the big deal? I said to them the other day, it's so easy to dunk. That why waste the energy? Like me running to Boyan when he hits the shot. When I see him running to me, why am I going to run towards him? We're going to bang heads and both be in the concussion protocol. There you go. Why would I dunk every time that I can lay it up and miss the layup? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Catch Jazzman Joe Ingles with DJ and PK. Every Thursday morning at 9 a.m. On 97.5, 1280, The Zone. And The Zone Sports Network. Utah's most listened to sports radio afternoon show. This is The Big Show. With Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years. On 97.5, 1280, The Zone. And The Zone Sports Network.
Welcome on back. Big show live from Diamond Airport Parking. We're right here in the shuttle. Come see us in the parking lot. Got the Zone Sports Van right out front, I-80 and Redwood Road. A little Avril Levine on a total request Tuesday going out to our on-site engineer, Alex Fake Kyle Lundy Lumberg. Just Lundy. It's fine. Just Lundy. But what about those of us that call him Fake Kyle? Or those of us that call him Alex? Or, or the millions of fans out there that call him uh, Lundy? Or, do you, Alex, do you ever go by just Lumberg? No. How about Bergy? No, never Bergy. You going to start that one now? Can we no, add to the list? No. It's you want enough. to add to the list of nicknames? You want it to is enough. And let me thank all our listeners. You talked about the guy, the people who have been coming by. We've met a lot of nice, nice people today. We have, in fact. Uh, right here on the bus. Our, our last listener that uh, short bus here, that just jumped back into his car, he, uh, he came by, he grabbed some gear, but he, we hooked him up with uh, tickets to go see the Jazz and the Clippers earlier in the season. And he said he took his dad, and he said he and his dad had a great time, and he yeah. thanked us for it. And, like, I, I, love, what I'm I love hearing that. You yep. know what? That just that, that, that made my day. So I created a memory that uh, I don't think he'll forget. Thanks for listening, and and we're glad you had a good time at the jazz game with your with your dad. That's that's uh, that's pretty awesome. Yep. Speaking of the jazz, uh, Gordon, they've got another game coming up tomorrow night uh, with Minnesota. Now let's, let's fix what ails them. Well, okay, so I guess that's what I want to bring up because it's it's a little bit of a difficult question. I think one problem right now at this moment is that they're really missing Ed Davis. Yes. So is that something that you want to sacrifice your flexibility to temporarily fix? Tough. He gets reevaluated, what, in, uh, in a couple of weeks? I think it's a couple of weeks. I'm not uh, – I, I don't have the stopwatch. Now, anymore. being reevaluated and being ready to go are two different things. They are two different things. But, you know, like if you get a split with Minnesota, that's not the worst thing in the world. Now it's going to be tougher on their home court, and Andrew Wiggins probably is going to play. But if you can – Pull out a split, then then there's a, there's then, a feather in your cap, then and then they get two home games, one against the, Golden State, and the, the worst other, team in the league, and the Pelicans, I believe, and they're not terrific either. And then they go on a five game roadie, and they have some tough teams on that. Slate. Which you might have, you might have take your lumps anyway, right? So maybe <laughs> maybe you can kind of navigate through the storm a little bit and wait for Ed Davis to get back and, and not have to Tony, sacrifice some of your flexibility. I, I hate to say it, but Tony Bradley just doesn't look ready to me. He's not ready. That's yeah. that's the best way to put it. He's not ready for those kinds of minutes. <laughs> and uh, if he can get himself ready, then, then I don't know. We'll see how it goes. But uh, that's just one of the Jazz's problems. I, 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 think the, I think the bigger problem is getting this team to dial in to do what it it's supposed to do when you have some of your best shooters making 30 percent of their shots that the jazz can't win that way they have to have those guys contribute what they do do what you do and he certainly can't have them all off on the same night well and it's weird how that happens sometimes it's kind of like everybody gets on a bad vibe and then nobody can throw it in the ocean. Last night, Bogdanovich, 7 of 17. Uh, Don, Donovan Mitchell, 5 of 24. 5 of 24. And then you had Joe Ingles, 4 of 11 or 4 of 12. 4 of 12. And Mike Conley, you know, 6 of 15, which is okay, but it's not terrific yeah. either. I mean, the Jazz can't win like that. 
And I know there are other elements to what's going on, the defense and everything, but I think Donovan Mitchell brought up a great point last night after the game. He said, our defense is okay. Our defense is okay, but we can't. If if every time you come down the floor, you brick a shot or you turn a ball over, then your defense eventually is going to, to yield. Well, part of the problem is the shots they're taking. Now, this is kind of a, a chicken and the egg kind of thing, right? So the Jazz last night were, were dreadful from uh, restricted non-restricted area twos. They were 5 of 31, uh, according to David Locke, uh, from non-restricted area twos. So that's not layups or dunks, but not threes. Well, they, anything in between, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. So dreadful. But that's what the defenses are giving the Jazz. So this, this is where the, the chicken and the egg comes in. Do you force the issue and force up more three-point shots and plays at the rim, even though that's exactly what the defense is game planning for? Or do you settle for those mid-range shots? And settle is such a, a word with negative connotations, but that's essentially what you're doing. You're taking what the defense gives you. So, so what's the better way to do it? Do you force more threes and rim, or do you take what the defense gives you? Well, if you say that they're giving them those shots that they missed last night, if they're giving those, then why are the Jazz missing them so poorly? Well, because mid-range twos are not particularly good shots. Well, is okay. Is the, a is a nineteen foot jumper more difficult than a three point jumper? No, but it's not less difficult enough to offset the fact that you get one extra point. But if that's what they're giving you, and you're getting looks from there, shouldn't you be able to make them? Yes and no. I mean, yes. I mean, the, the basic okay, answer to your I mean, question is yes, but but the floater is also the toughest shot in the game, and they're taking a ton of floaters. And Mike Conley is usually good at floaters, and the, they will take surrendering surrendering a floater to Mike Conley over a lob to Rudy. So I mean, you're right. He's got to make those shots, and they're not impossible, and they should be better than five of thirty-one. But they also shouldn't be taking thirty-one non-restricted area too. Well, if the Jazz are being jammed at the three-point line. And then they're being jammed in the restricted area. Then somebody has those shots have to be open in the mid range. They have to be open. But should they and, take and, them? And That's the point. Yes, they should take them. See, a lot of people okay, tell well, you no. Okay, what are the options? One, you either take the open. I think the open open shot should always be taken. Uh, that's my opinion. But. Some people are, is, are of the school that says, okay, if you can't get the three-point shot, keep working it, move the ball until you get it. Or the dunk. One or the other. I kind of agree with Bowler on this. I think if you're getting open looks from 17 feet, baby, you better make those shots. You're a freaking NBA player. Bogdanovich can't make those shots? He didn't last night, certainly. Uh, can, can, can Donovan really not make those shots? See, I think even Donovan said in the postgame last night that he wasn't really wild about his shot selection. I think the point you make about moving the ball until you get the best, not only the most open shot, but the best shot. And I don't think the Jazz in their losses this year, and last night was a great example, and Coach Chiesa talked about this a lot on the postgame show, they didn't move the ball. And if you listen to almost every player we interviewed in the locker room last night, that is what they said, like right off the bat. We didn't move the basketball. Does this get to uh, get to the issue that we had talked about earlier that could crop up with this team, that they have so many offensive weapons that those weapons think that they can do it themselves? Some of that m- might have creeped in last night. 
I mean, Donovan himself, like I said, he said he didn't. He he took some wild shots, I believe was the word he used, wild. Like, you know, maybe your off-balance floater from outside the restricted area is somewhat open, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you should take that shot. Maybe maybe if you get the blender, you kick it back out and get the blender working again, maybe you can get an open corner three, or maybe you can get a play at the rim. It's just more the way teams are playing, it's much more difficult this year. So do you force it or you take what they give you right back to the, the where the premise of this started? But if somebody makes a move to the basket, say Donovan Mitchell or Bogdanovich or, or Joe, if he's coming at the basket, don't you, don't you, I, I mean, <laughs> can't, doesn't that demand help so that then you can hit the guy spotting up? It's not that simple because they're hold they're uh, as Locke putting it is putting it accurately. They're hugging three point shooters. They're not necessarily helping. They're sagging the big, so they're going to contest it at the rim. They're not helping off three point shooters, and they're saying hit the floater, hit the mid range uh, okay, shot, knock so, yourself out. So, That's what they're doing. Okay, so if they're hugging the three point shooter, then the guy driving to the basket shouldn't he be open? Uh, it's what's open that you're talking about. But, but it's not a layup that's open because uh, the big man is, is sagging. It's the yeah, mid-range yeah, shot. Yeah, but if somebody steps out to get you, can't you drop the ball off to Rudy Gobert and have him dunk it? But that, they're not doing that. They're sagging the big. That's what I'm trying to, to explain. Well, not, not, well, I mean, you've got a problem if you've got players who have wide open shots and they can't make them. Well, essentially teams are saying that they don't even care if you make them because you're not going to make enough of them. To make it, to make the math work, and now maybe the other side of the argument is how did the Jazz lose to the Rockets two years ago in the playoffs? Because Chris Paul was lights out from the mid range, and that's what the Jazz wanted him to shoot, and it didn't work. <laughs> but the percentages say that it'll work more than it doesn't, and that's why these teams do it. That's why they're doing it. And and the Jazz, by the way, congratulations—they were amongst the pioneers of this way of basketball, and it's spreading through the league. Well, see, I. Again, I have a hard time believing that uh, that Donovan Mitchell is is going to go five of twenty four from here on out. I mean, I don't care what shots he's taking. Five of twenty four? You could do that, Jake. Well, no, no, I can't. But I see what you're saying, and that was an extreme night, which is why uh, it's a good day to have this conversation because this has been happening all year. And sometimes it's worked, and last night we saw it really not work. But that's that's been the discussion: is is that maintainable? Because their numbers of cor- of of corner threes and and uh, balls at the hoop or at the rim are down this year. They're not taking as many. They're not making as many. If this is such a problem, why didn't the Jazz do this to the T Wolves? Because they because they can make their mid range shots. Well, okay, so the T-Wolves provide or present a completely different problem because Carl Anthony Towns is such a great three-point shooter. Yeah. The the thing with the thing with Rudy is is if you pull him out of the paint, he's not as effective and that's what Carl Anthony Towns does. Think about how the Jazz played Milwaukee. Who guarded Brook Lopez? It was like Royce O'Neal guarded Brook Lo- or uh, or uh, guarded Brook Lopez and Rudy guarded the Greek Freak. Because you knew the Greek freak wasn't going to be bombing threes in your face all day and that Rudy was going to wait there to, to wait for the drive. With the, the T-Wolves, you, you know, where do you put Rudy against that lineup if you don't play him against Carl Anthony Towns? It's, it's a little bit different. And well, the answers for the Jazz are either keep working it until you get the shot you want or else you got to make open shots. I mean, it seems like each of those 
are a possibility. Real quick, just to just to blow your mind with the numbers on Carl Anthony Towns because it's ridiculous. There's Those nobody else. In, he was making fantastic. But there's shots. nobody else in the league that's uh, that's doing this. In fact, let me refresh this so it gets la- it includes uh, last night's stats. But uh, take a guess, real quick. How many how many threes per game Carl Anthony Towns has taken? Four. Nine. Wow. And give a guess on his uh, his three point percentage. Well, you say it like that, I'm, I'm guessing 50%. Not quite. 43 and a half. Okay. Which, if you're taking nine threes and you're making 43 and a half percent, holy cow. He is shooting the lights out. And that's hard for anybody to deal with. It's hard for the Jazz to deal with because it takes Rudy out of position. And you gave his season stat, but last night for the Jazz, 7 of 15. He took 15 threes last night. And the guy's 7 feet tall. He wanted no part of Rudy uh, physically. He didn't want to, to bang in the paint with Rudy. He tried a few times. And it didn't go well for no. him. But you know what he did do? He stood at the three-point, and he just bombed him especially, to get Rudy out of the paint. Especially late. Yeah. And that really hurt the Jazz. That, that was... Bone crushing. So that's and, and Rudy said afterward. He said, I, "It's not like I wasn't out there. He was taking twenty five footers and making them." Yep. But the thing is, is not every team in the NBA has Carl Anthony Towns. And if the Jazz were to happen to match up against the Minnesota Timberwolves in the playoffs, then you have you know multiple games to really develop a game plan to deal with it. But right now, yeah, the Jazz are going to be vulnerable to Carl Anthony Towns. And Wiggins didn't even play. Well, I mean, in my opinion, the Jazz are more equipped to defend Wiggins than they are Cat. And that well, sounds weird because we're talking about Rudy. But he's scoring 25-plus points a game, you know. Yeah, but one of the and, – and this I didn't really perceive as a strength going into the season. But one thing the Jazz have done is they've got a, a nice little rotation of uh, Royce O'Neal, Joe Ingles, Boyan Bogdanovich, Jeff Green, that they can just rotate on these dynamic wings. And actually, I think it's working pretty well. Well, if we're going to take what happened last night and what happened to Memphis seriously, as though these are true indicators that something is wrong, which I don't necessarily completely agree with, the Jazz then, going from last year to this year, it's like the guy in the boat that's trying to plug five different leagues. And you get one thing plugged, and then another league starts. <laughs> I know. This is – never mind. Not Sportsport coming up next. Stay just, tuned. I mean. Live from Diamond Airport Parking, just off I-80 and Redwood Road. Come on by and see us. Hey, we want to tell you about a fun event coming up. Suit up in style with Mr. Mac and Alema Harrington. Enter now at 1280thezone.com to win a pair of Cole Han shoes from Mr. Mac and an outfitting shopping experience with Alema during their remote on December 11th. Alema will personally pick you out an outfit. Compliments of Mr. Mac. Come see us at Diamond Airport Parking. We've got uh, Not Sportsport coming up next. Bowler, top of the 5 o'clock hour right here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is Tony Parks and Austin Horton. Greg Rebell joins us right now. Earlier we were talking about Jim Carrey. Great Canadian. What Canadian <laughs> are you most proud of 
in the entertainment world to know that they come from your homeland. And all our best Canadians come from Canada, so, or best uh, entertainers. No, yeah, no, you're right, Canada. Austin. All the best Canadians <laughs> do come from Canada. <laughs> our best That's entertainers. Point. Oh my gosh, I'll never hear the end of that one. I'll never hear the end of that one. You can't argue that. You can't argue that. <laughs> right, Is it, right. Well, I, I, I hate to be cliche, but, you know, the greatest rock and roll musicians of all time, and that's the, the holy triumvirate of Rush. Thanks so much, Greg. We appreciate you. He's a and, Canadian uh, from Canada. All our best Canadians come from Canada. Yeah. Tony Parks and Austin Horton, weekdays from 10 to noon on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Check this out. And now, your Not Sports Report on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Top of the five o'clock hour, big show, 975-1280 the zone. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, live at Diamond Airport parking off I-80 and Redwood Road. We'll talk more about that coming up momentarily, but right now it's time for the Not Sports Report. Brought to you by the LHM Used Car Supermarket. Over 1,000 used vehicles in inventory. Shop online, LHMUsedCars.com. Gordon, where are we going today? We're going to Florida. But before we do, let me ask you a question. Uh oh. What is the most useless body part? Um, what do they say that, uh, doesn't the appendix have no use except for getting infected? <laughs> Is that what they say? I think so, right? Um, maybe. Uh, Austin, do you have an opinion on it? Uh, I'll go left nostril. Not the right one, but the left one. The wrong well, one. Well, wait. <laughs> Isn't a nostril useful? Very it's useful. It's like in breathing? Okay, your Very second important. kidney. <laughs> My brother was born with one kidney. He's fine. Walks in circles, but hey. <laughs> well, I'm just thinking about this. What's a belly button good for? Well, I don't know. Keeping you alive in the womb? <laughs> kind of a deal. Kind of, yeah. Like, yeah, we but, wouldn't be here if it wasn't for the belly the button. But in the aftermath, wouldn't, I mean, wouldn't it be just as easy if you just had a flat space there as opposed to a belly button? I mean, what... What I mean? Do you have any? Someone's got stra- naughty. Do you have a strange attraction to a belly button? Not, not particularly. Do you like? Do you speaking of that? Do you like belly buttons? Sure. <laughs> They're cute. The tummy's pocket. <laughs> oh man! Well, uh, uh, this man from Florida, he found a an unusual use for his belly button. I'm trying to decide. Are you are you an any or an Audi? You're really into belly buttons, aren't you? No, I just... Are we, uh, are we learning religious. something into them? <laughs> are we learning something new about you, no. Gordon? You're, you're I'm pretty... I'm an innie. Are you an innie? Uh, sure, yeah. Austin? I'm an innie, yeah. Uh... <laughs> okay. I'm no freak. <laughs> well, I don't think I've ever known an Audi, have you? Can we get to the, okay. get, get to the point? Uh, right. Well, the, the, this man from Florida, his name is Martin Skelly, 41-year-old man. Apparently, he's a biggin'. 380 pounds. Big guy? Big guy. So apparently his belly button is rather cavernous. Okay. So he was at a uh, a Clearwater McDonald's, and uh, he uh, he was <laughs> arrested there for other reasons. 
but he underwent a full body search, and uh, he told officers that he was clean. Well, the jail deputy found a baggie filled with meth wedged deep within his belly button. Does it say how much was in the baggie? It, it didn't get that detailed, no. Because if it's like a pound of meth, then that's really saying something. <laughs> and, and by the way, how can you just brush over what he got arrested for at the McDonald's? Does uh, it feel like that's leaving out like a, a real significant I part of the he story? Had, he had like a loaded needle or something. I don't know. A, a loaded needle? That's what the story <laughs> says. Loaded with... Gasoline? I mean, loaded needle. What is it? Some sort of drugs, I think. Okay. So anyway, he 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 had. What what did he say? Like, hold my needle while I pick up my chicken nuggets. Like, how, how did he get around? How how do you hide a bag of meth in your belly button? I don't know. You got a big belly button, but but again, I'd like to know how Cavernous much. Meth. is the word. <laughs> like just a little bit of meth. Was he like put a put a like a like a uh, chicken sandwich in there too? Is this like a convenient? Well, if you could smoke that chicken him? sandwich, then probably. <laughs> I think about that having having a natural body part that is big enough to like store stuff in. Uh, Bowler is coming up next. Stay tuned. We're live at Diamond Airport parking. Our good friend Jared joins us uh, once again and. Uh, uh, Jared, do you think you could uh, store a chicken sandwich in your belly button, or is that a stretch? That, that's a stretch for me. I'm in. I'm in any for sure. Well, they asked the man. He, he said, "Asked him about the bag of meth in his belly button," and he said, "Oops, I was just being dumb. I did, wasn't thinking. Forgot about the meth in there. Sorry about that. That's <laughs> a glove went. compartment in there. It's. Uh, it's I mean, does he keep like maps and like cosmetics and? It was behind the potato chips. I've, I forgot all about it. <laughs> I don't know. We're here at Diamond Airport Parking, I-80 and Redwood Road, and Jared joins us once again. And they want to store his cell phone in there. (laughs) Speaking of Audis, I mean, we park out. Ah, I see. Nice segue, huh? See what you did there. Gordon used to have a rather nice Audi. I did. Missed that car? Uh, Yeah, I really like that car. But let me tell you, that was the type of car, Jared, you valet. Absolutely. That's the type of car that needs a little TLC while you're on vacation. That's right. We keep it out of the elements. We'll put it in the private garage for you and uh, make uh, your trip hassle-free. And uh, you can do all sorts of stuff while you're away. I mean, oil changes, glass repair. Uh, You let us know that light repair, replace the headlights. Sure. pretty cool. We can do that for you. Uh, Windshield repair, rock chip replacement. Not a problem. We can arrange it for you. And you've got some great specials uh, for our listeners for the the holiday travel. We do. Between uh, November 26th and December 1st, we're offering, if you stay for four days, you'll only pay for three. Awesome. So we'll give you a day off. So stay four days, which is, you know, if you're going out of town for Thanksgiving weekend, odds are you're probably four days out. You're going to pay for three. That's a heck of a deal. And you can get discounts going online uh, and booking that way. Yep, 15% off. So if you plan ahead a little bit, you can save yourself some cash. Absolutely. All right, check it out. Diamond Airport Parking. We still have some jazz T-shirts to give away. If you come on out and see us, we're just hanging out in the shuttle, baby, (laughs) right here in the parking lot. Uh, Thanks, Jared. You're the man. Thank you. Bowlers next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. 
This, this, this is Hans Olsen and Scotty G. It's what you want. BYU Director of Athletics Tom Homo announcing a contract extension has been finalized for head coach Kalani Sataki. I'm glad that he's extended. I'm glad that they're showing him some confidence. But for BYU to come get out in front of this and be like, well, we're just showing how much confidence and how much we love this guy and how much we believe that he is. Well, there's some guys back there that they weren't so confident. They didn't have that belief. But Kalani shut their mouth with a couple of big wins over Boise State and Utah State. Got themselves bowl eligible. And now we get to see Kalani's guys come off missions. We get to see Kalani move forward as a recruiter. And I'm excited to see the future of what BYU holds now with Kalani Sataki. Catch Hans and Scotty every day from noon to 3. Presented by your Rocky Mountain Chevy dealers on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network.